Okay, here comes the yacht. Who's in? Who's introing? Jose. I, I, I will. I will leave y'all. Let's. I'll do it. Don't okay. worry. Okay. Thanks, Jose. You're welcome. All right. One, two, three. Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your, oh gosh, your favorite podcast. <laughs> my name's Jose. I'm Rick. And I'm Holly. And I had something in my throat. It's the way it goes. We don't do any editing on this podcast. No. Nope. <laughs> you know um, why we don't do any editing? Because that would take too much time. Too much work, yeah. yeah. We don't really stunt. Come on. We have kids. So, we don't have time for that. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. We're glad you came back. Uh, to listen to our show uh, today, we have some great, oh, great topics. It's going to be so good. No, uh, but I just want to. <laughs> um, so I want to start by saying um, we have an email. It's Two emails. At, uh, Two it's, emails. It's, it's, a, I'm, it's no. I'm saying we oh. have an email address, like yes. electronic email. Yes. Um, so don't, if you, don't you mean electronic email? Yeah, that's why I said electronic. Oh, okay, email. I'm sorry. Um, it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can tweet us at igtgs show. You can uh, join our Facebook community at facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. You can join There'll us be on... a pie waiting on the windowsill for you. I don't even know what that means. Like, when you cook there... a pie, you No, I know, but like, why would pool? there be a Facebook pie? I don't know. Maybe I, There's a lot of things on Facebook that I don't understand. There could be pies. I don't know. If you can poke people, you can make a pie. <laughs> That's right. I don't right. think you can poke people anymore. Can you not poke people? I, don't I, think, I think they, think they anyway. took that away. They took that feature away after, you know, like... It was weird. Uh, the yeah. Me Too movement, probably. So they're oh, taking gosh. away poke and adding pie. <laughs> okay. No. I don't know if that's getting better. You can take a picture of a pie and post it on Instagram and tag us at it's going to get stupid. You can search up some delicious pie recipes <laughs> at youtube.com and then search for it's going to get stupid podcast. Where I'm, yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> and then you can leave us a voicemail at 281-698-7043. Yeah, you notice I didn't even say what you could do on the YouTube. I said you could just search it. That's pretty much the extent of what you can do. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> I don't know when this turned into the Pi Podcast, um, but yeah, no. As Rick, as Rick was 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 alluding to, we we do we've got some fan mail. Yes, we did. Um, and so uh, I'll let you take it away, Rick, because I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, from uh, Mr. Jeffrey Martinez brought up some some things that we uh, might have missed during our spy movies. Um, the fact that Jackie Chan uh, also had a great spy movie called The Tuxedo. And apparently uh, a singing career. And apparently a singing and, and career. No, but, well, he was also an accidental spy. Like Jackie Chan's in The Spy Next Door, right? So he's been yes. like three spy movies. Yeah. He's kind of like, you know, Asian Mr. Bean. Is that right? no? <laughs> but like with no. martial arts, I love Jackie Chan. Like no, Jackie Chan is great. He's always I didn't like mean it in a disparaging way. I'm just I love Jackie Chan. <laughs> Wasn't Mr. Bean an alien? No, I thought Mr. Bean was an alien. He's British, so no, no, no. But I thought he was Pretty an much. alien that was beamed down as a British individual. No, I could have sworn that's how the show starts. There's, there's no way that Mr. Bean has that much backstory. <laughs> I'm so. pretty sure. Th- I anyway, could be wrong. So, I have no so, idea, but I don't think so. So, so Jeffrey is a, is a uh, Jackie Chan aficionado. Yes, yes. And I, I like I like Jackie Chan stuff too. It's good. Yes, and he was joking about the tuxedo being the greatest Jackie Chan spy movie, but he did bring it up, and he also brought up some good points about um, our last episode, number eighty-two, where we talked about you know this YouTube streaming um, 
uh, business that's going on and how he feels that for some kids, it could be an expression, uh, could be, a, um, an art form for them. Um, you know, some kids like to watch their game, you know, record their gameplay, do edits and stuff like that. And honestly, I think that's a really good way to like teach them a skill. Yeah. Um, one of the things that like, um, our son, Holly, uh, mine and Holly's son, um, Luca is really into his video games and he's expressed some interest in, um, maybe making a game one day. And so, as his dad, I'm going to try to do a little bit of, uh, learning myself, uh, up here in the, in the next, in the next few months, just so that I can kind of work alongside him and kind of do that stuff. So I think this is great, um, where kids are learning a skill of video editing in, in this world of like content creation. Um, that's something that's definitely needed. Um, but it, it, it's also, it could be, you could pivot that into an actual career, um, where you're doing this for like an agency or you know a, a film studio or anything like that. Well, it's a good starting place for kids to, to do stuff is. like that and then and uh, grow from that. It definitely is. Um, do you think your game is going to be buggier than a Bethesda game? Uh, most definitely. Because <laughs> I mean they're working with the millions of dollars and you're not. So I mean, but really, if they, like, can't put a, if they can't put a game out without bugs in it, all the kids that are like recording and editing and I mean they're basically recording and producing their own content and that's i mean yeah they know stuff that of course we don't even know so yeah. but that's... the other thing that jeffrey mentioned was the fact that the and maybe we did i don't think we talked about this in the episode but one of the dangers of going into this industry is the pressure that gets put on you for um for achieving likes and uh subscribers yeah. and things like that and how that can be a really dangerous trap for a younger person to fall into when they're they're um their self-confidence, their self-worth starts to be determined by how many likes they have. And then if you make a mistake, like how many dislikes, especially like on YouTube when you get the thumbs down button um, and stuff like that, like how that starts to affect them mentally. And, and, you know, who knows how to solve that? I would say you don't show your kid that metric. Well, (laughs) I'd also, um, I don't think there's a way to solve it, but I would if anybody wants kind of an understanding of how that can affect somebody um look up any videos by rebecca black oh because yeah. she did that friday video and it was like the most hated video of that year easily like even i hated it um but i played it all the time so it was like super popular and it was just yeah. it was just one of those jose, weird things jose right? does this thing where like even if he hates something but it gets stuck in his head and then what's worse is if he knows other people hate it he will continue to to so, play to play so the what, rick, what rick is trying to say is i'm a jerk that's basically what he's saying. But don't he's, we do that not, too to our wrong. children? Like when we know something really bugs them, we do yep. it at the yeah. top of yeah, our yeah, lungs. We do. But, That's our God-given but I, right. But I do it to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Jose so yeah, doesn't no, care. Rebe- Rebecca Black pull, puts out a lot of – she's put out some interviews and some some talking about you know how she made it through that period. And now as she comes out of it, she's trying to be a recording artist and she's trying to be serious you know, yeah. about it and, and how to move past it. It's a really cool story. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we want to give Jeffrey uh, a shout out. Thank you for engaging Jeffrey. with us and sending yeah, us an thanks, email. Thanks, Jeffrey. Appreciate um, it. And send in more. Yeah, send in more. Um, if you have ideas for the show, please let us know. Um, and things that you would like us to talk about. I don't know why my words are coming out like this right now, but they are. Everything's a uh, question. It is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just encourage uh, all the all the people that are listening to us, you know, please feel free to email us and um, open up your electronic mail. Yes. And send us a mail. <laughs> send a electronic mail. Stop. Oh my gosh. So today, today we're going to talk about uh, a national 
treasure. Wow. I see what you did wow, there. Wow, that was lame. I see what you did there. <laughs> lame. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. So I recently I watched uh National Treasure one and two. Yep. Um, great movies. So, so yeah, right? So They're like so great. a lot of people will give crud for these movies. Uh I want to know where's the third movie? They need to make a sequel to these movies. So I'm looking at his IMDb and it's not on here. But what is on okay. here at the very top of this list is Untitled Joe Exotic Project. <gasps> oh, gosh. Yes. yes, he's going to be Joe Exotic. For a TV oh, miniseries so where he is yeah. cast as Joe Exotic. Are they still doing think... that? Because Kate McKinnon was cast as, uh, uh, what's it's, her face, it's Carol still Baskins. In, it's still in pre-production. And she said that they put it on hold for something. Well, I'm sure they put it on hold oh, for, like, for the coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, he would be a great Joe Exotic. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the full cast. Uh, but yeah, that's at the very top of his list. No one else is uh, on the cast anymore. Mm. So who knows? Changes. It could it could be um, it could it it could be non-existent so anymore. But it is definitely still at the top of his IMDb. I hope it so happens remember, tonight when you're about to go to bed, everybody. Just say a prayer <laughs> that this movie, this show, gets made <laughs> because we need to, the the people need to see this. I, I think they do. We, we need to see Nicholas oh, Cage. Oh, he is playing Joe Exotic. Oh, it's going to be I mean, amazing. So, so one of the things, like uh, the the immediate thing that I think of when I think of Joe Exotic is is his hair. And I'm just, as we'll, we'll be terrible podcasters if we don't talk about the fact that Nicholas Cage has the worst wigs in all of his movies. <laughs> Because he's bald, right? R- no, yeah. he's, he's very thinning. Yes. Oh, he's I, like. I John Travolta, where he is very thin up top and he wears a toupee, and every time he makes another movie or an appearance, it's like a different hairline. But I look forward to this Joe Exotic wig. Oh yeah, he's gonna wear. It's gonna it's be gonna pretty be solid. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I two thumbs up for that. Yeah. Can't wait. Now, before we go into the myriad of what were you thinking, Nicolas Cage movies? <laughs> I feel like we need to start off with easily my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. And that's The Rock. Oh, I love The Rock. Yeah, The Rock is good. It's a good... So I had this... Okay, so, you know, talking about this, I had this theory for a while Yeah. that um, Nicolas Cage cannot carry a movie on his own. Yes. And and I and I mean that as in he needs a, like, a superb actor to act alongside him. Like Sean Connery. Yeah, or and else he can't, he can't do it. Yeah, so, like, I mean, you, you think about The Rock, Sean Connery. You yeah. think about Con Air... Yeah, uh, there's Malkovich. Uh, I think Buscemi's in there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great actor actors John in there. Cusack. Um, yeah, Cusack's in there. So I mean, you got a, a group of people. But like, if you think about movies where he's on his own, the only one that right now comes to mind is um, that stupid Wicker Man movie. Uh, <laughs> I never saw that. <laughs> I heard it was just, good. And, I never saw it. You heard it was good. I heard it was good. Was it the same author that told you that book was good? <laughs> Shut your mouth. We're not talking about it. Because I heard it was good. No way is that movie anywhere near good. Like I don't know unless you mean it's gone because it's not even like so one of those where it's it's not good. It's a bad movie, but it's good to watch. Like it's just it's insane. It's not even. Yeah. It's, it's just an insane movie that he he punches out women in a bear suit. Like he's wearing a bear suit. Um, it's, I'm not being crazy. It's what he's doing. Um, and he's just overacts. Hold like, on, everything Nicholas Cage is, is in a bear suit punching people. <laughs> well, he's not like, like in this he's movie. Wearing, like 
Like he's wearing bear armor. I don't know, man. He's wearing a bear, like a bearskin rug over. That himself. is not in the trailer. We need to watch yeah, this movie. Oh, you got to watch the scene. Um, he punches because because the whole. So if you've never seen Wicker Man, I mean, here's the deal. I think you should watch it. Like it's it's worth a watch just because he goes over the top Nicolas Cage <laughs> because there's there's different sides of Nicolas Cage, right? There's the way over the top crazy Cage yeah. where he's you know he's in. And that Wicker Man, there's that one vampire movie that he's in where he's crazy and over the top in it. Face Off would be another movie where he's over the top in it. Um, I like Face Off. I, I like Face Off too, but he's just like, he's over the top. And I, and yeah. it's interesting because it's interesting because he's the other guy acting as him. Yeah. So that's why he's over the top. So that's kind of cool. But I don't think that's how he is. I don't even think they give him like direction. They're just like, hey, Nick, here are the lines. He's like, okay. And he goes, he goes wide eyed and crazy and starts saying stuff. <laughs> then there's like, normal but do you think Face Off is crazy Cage. because of John Woo? No, John Woo's a great director. I don't know what y'all are talking about with this John Woo stuff. John Woo's amazing. But I'm just saying, like, he likes okay. a little extreme, like, extra. He wants but an extra. But when you've seen one John Woo movie, you've seen, you've all seen them. them all. Nope. There's the so. slow rise, the cape Fa- flying behind you. Face Off is great. No, Face Off is great, but see, but I'm just Mission Impossible Two is terrible. I know it's one movie. <laughs> one, it's like Jason Momoa. One movie oh, ruins his whole man. career for you, apparently. Uh, but, so, uh, but you know, there's some good. So, whenever I bring up Nicolas Cage, though, like you're saying, it's all the crazy movies, right? Yeah. But you got The Rock, which is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Matchstick Men with Sam Rockwell, really good movie yeah, too. Never saw Have you ever one. seen that? Mm-mm. Um, Gone yeah, in 60 so he plays seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds, great movie. Um, he's oh gosh, anyway. Um, Leaving Las Vegas, you know, I've ne- really I, I don't movie. think I've ever seen that. That's good. I a, may have seen that. Really I've also movie. never seen Raising Arizona. Eight Millimeter Raising was Arizona good. is amazing. Yeah. Eight Millimeter is good. Raising Arizona is phenomenal. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. So good. Eight, eight Millimeter is very good, very hard to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's, but the, those kind of movies, like 8mm, blows my theory out of the water because it was just him. I don't think and there's a, any a other very big young name Joaquin actors. Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say it. But even still, like, I, I think these, especially these National Treasure movies, though, even though John Voight and Ed Harris are in there, yeah. they're not really in it the whole time. And he's really on his own acting. I can't remember the, the, his girlfriend in that movie, though. Hold on. I'll bring it up. In I, what movie? Yeah. In, in National Treasure. I'll bring it up. One second. Continue on with the conversation. But oh, he's, is that he's the very... German chick? Is Isn't it Diane, Diane Kruger? Kruger? Diane Kruger. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, Justin she's... Bartha plays his sidekick. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Justin Bartha. Who's that? Is I'm that guy in anything else? I've only seen him Just in that National one movie. National Treasure. I don't know what else yeah. he's been in. No, I've seen him in uh, something He's else. been in The Hangover. He was in National oh, yeah, Treasure. Yeah, that's right. He was in, oh. he was in Gigli. But wasn't it in The Hangover? Oh, wasn't gosh. he the one getting married? So he was like at the beginning. He's at the beginning of the movie and then came back at the end. Yeah, trash. He's done a bit of TV, but nothing major. So, so obviously the movies we named, I mean, they're not they're not all great movies, right? Like I would argue that Con Air is not a great movie, honestly. Um, but it's it's action-y, a fun movie, kind of fun movie, right? Yes. Um, but everyone goes to like you know Ghost Rider. That was <laughs> terrible. It was a terrible, terrible movie. Terrible. But but he, I don't think it was Nicolas Cage's fault that Ghost Rider was so bad. No, it was not. Just like I don't think that uh, Ben Affleck's the fault that uh, Daredevil was so bad. It was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, then you have movies like, uh, but see, the thing about Nicolas Cage is he makes a lot of movies, though. Yes, he like, does. He's in a lot of films. He's, he's a quantity over quality guy. 
Very much so. Like, did, have you ever seen this movie Drive Angry? No, I I saw the trailer for it. And it looked, if I remember correctly, it looked insane. It is insane. Like there was that the movie, and then there movie. was like this movie called Mandy that also looked insane. Oh yeah, that looks weird too. He does weird movies, but yeah. then he does stuff like like Kick Ass. Like he's great in that movie. Yeah, like he's, as a side character, you know. So I mean, yeah. I I think he just takes a bunch of roles and just does whatever he wants with them. He's a good voiceover actor. Like he's the dad in the Crudes. Um, is he really? Yeah, he is. And, and then he's and those are enjoyable. And then he's Spider Man Noir in yes. Spider Verse. Oh, he was yes, he was Noir. That's right. Yes, he was. Which was, I mean, he does really good voiceover work because it's like yeah. he can be a little extra, and it's it's perfect. Yep. But he's a Coppola, but, so he, you know, by his genes would be a little crazy. Are they all a little crazy? I don't think Sophia's crazy. She's just a terrible director. Well, they're a little they're a little extreme. They're a little extreme, all of them. So harsh. Isn't Jason Schwartzman a Coppola as well? Yes. No. Yeah. Is he really? He's like a cousin. Yeah. So they're no all way. a little eccentric. Not crazy, but like a little eccentric. Yeah. Schwartzman is very eccentric. But actually. I mean, sometimes it, like Francis Ford Coppola, that's what really makes his stuff work. But, you know, it's it kind of it, it, they're all a little eccentric, a little extra. Yeah. But so also I haven't seen a Nick Cage movie in a long time because now he just does weird movies. Yes. Like, I don't think he's done anything really good. I mean, after when I heard that he was going to be in the left behind the new left behind movie, I was like, that's I'm done with him. Like, he's it's over. Like, that was his career for me when he did that movie. Did you ever see uh, I don't it? know. No, I didn't see it. But I was just like, if he's going to take this role now, I think it's over for him. <laughs> yeah. I think there's nothing else he's going to do. And then he's done. He did man like that Mandy movie. He's done a bunch of other movies. that I'm like, I don't want to see these movies. There's one where he's like they're the parents and they're trying to kill the kids oh, i can't remember I the name remember of that movie that yeah you're doing like, great on this nicholas cage uh... <laughs> well i'm just oh no i'm just i just wanted to talk about it because yeah. it's so it's so interesting because like it's so generationally right yeah. i talk to people about nicholas cage and they're all like oh he's trash but that's because they've only watched the newer stuff right like he's become a meme to the younger generation yes he's become a joke and it's like, but he's a really good actor. Like, yeah. You have to watch some of the other, some certain roles, and you'll see him act really well. Um, but now he's just become a joke. And after rewatching these National Treasure movies, I was like, he's really good. And he carries a movie really well, and he's funny. And and he's got, he's he's like a little bit of a cocky jerk in the movies. Yeah. And But he acted it very, like, perfectly, honestly. I thought he was... You, the person he was trying to embody was this guy that was obsessed with history and his legacy and his yeah. family's legacy, and he was also a treasure hunter, which also lends itself to a little bit of eccentricity. Yep. So, um, yeah, the, I thought it was, I thought he did a really good job. The last acting movie I saw with him was Next, where he can oh, see God. glimpses into the future. He can see like five seconds in the future. Or something no, like that, wasn't it? You, you didn't watch like, it. I, I watched it when I was like putting the kids to sleep, and I would just like kind of have my phone propped up while. <laughs> While and, I was like laying in Luca's bed, and it was one bed, I did not want to see, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, can, can he only see like a couple minutes in the future? Yeah, like it's him and um, Jessica Biel, I believe. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, man, I'm and, sorry. And Julianne Moore is in it. Oh, I like her. Um, but yeah, Julianne Moore is another one. Yeah, a Las Vegas magician who can see into the future is pursued by FBI agents seeking to use his ability to prevent a nuclear terrorist that, attack. That's like Snake Eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like Snake Eyes. He's talking about Snake Eyes. He's the same little Las Vegas thing. He's, he's a gambler. Yeah. He should something. have looked into the future and saw that this movie was terrible. 
<laughs> but I guess he can only see a few minutes in. So. He can only see a few minutes in. So I will I will say this. Okay. So drive angry. Yeah. There is a scene, and I'm trying to say this um, because first I let Audrey listen to these podcasts. Yeah. And I know I know you let your kids listen, so I'm trying to be as tactful as possible. But there's a scene where he is intimate with a lady, and mm-hmm. they get attacked in the middle of it. Yes. Right. They get they get they they bust in the room, and he doesn't stop while he's fighting them. Oh, foul. Yeah. It's so weird. It is the weird. I was like, what is going on? Why is this happening? And so is Amber Heard the the love interest? I can't. I don't even because she's the, I don't she's want, the second billing. Maybe she is. It probably is. That that makes more sense then. That makes total yeah. sense. Okay, cool. But it was just like that's the kind of insanity that is in Nick Cage's movies sometimes. This movie was when also just, released in 3D. Was oh, it really? Yes. That's terrible. <laughs> because and the poster I, I'm seeing is Drive Angry, shot in 3D. I can't even remember what this movie is about. <laughs> Like, it just seems like he's like, I don't know what he's doing or what he's like. He's going around just beating people up the whole time. That's it. There's no rhyme or Do you want me to read you the synopsis? Because this Please, is the perfect yes. oh, yeah. Nicolas Cage synopsis. A vengeful father escapes from hell, from hell and chases after the men who killed his daughter and kidnapped his granddaughter. What? Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, yes. that's right. He does escape from hell. Yes. That's right. He dies. It's not a it's not a figure of speech. He like he like comes back to life. What? Is he yeah. a zombie? Oh my gosh. I remember this. Is he, is he a zombie? <laughs> no, but he like he, How like, can he come back to life and not be a oh, zombie? I, I feel like I have to watch this movie again now though. From a new perspective. <laughs> I yeah, think he's a but, zombie. No, but he's like a like super he makes a deal like it's ghost rider 3 basically okay he makes a deal with the devil <laughs> they couldn't call it ghost rider 3 it's just ghost rider 3 um he makes a deal with somebody to come back and he comes back and then he's like this cool leather jacket badass you know i'm just like okay i guess it's nicholas cage so basically like, nicholas cage was finished shooting ghost rider 2 <laughs> and he kept showing up on set and they were like well we just made ghost rider 3 he's like can i make this movie but can my head not catch on fire that would be great <laughs> We can't, we can't call it Ghost Rider 3. He, he, no, no, he was like, I'm ready, guys. And he's like squirting lighter fluid all over his head. He's like, let's go. Let's do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't need to do that. You escaped this time, so you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, And, and then so Wicker Man is another good example of over-the-top cage. Yeah. Because there's several times where he's just like screaming stuff at people. And it's like, who acts like this? Yeah. Like, this is deranged. But he's like, no reason to be deranged at this point. And so it's really weird, man. Um, There's one movie yeah, I'm trying to remember. The Weatherman I thought was pretty good. I didn't. Was I never, it that's Angelina Jolie in that one too? Uh, no, looking, you're thinking. No. You're thinking about um, the one where she's a weather person. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, no, no, no. He's like he's like some weird. I don't know some dad thing. I can't remember. Yeah, There's I watched another... that one, but it's been a long time. So Weatherman, like he kind of has like an existential crisis, right? Like okay, and I feel like he's good at that kind of role. Like where he's just a normal person, not escaping from hell or dressing up in a bear suit, <laughs> punching people in the face, um, or, or or Ghost Rider, or Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, I feel like this is kind of where he can do some good, where he just tries to be normal and is maybe just Nicolas Cage having an existential crisis, like he often does. Because um, personally, like outside of his acting career, he's made some like really. We don't have to talk about that, uh, but he's oh, made yeah. some really like. Questionable, questionable choices yes in life in life we'll just leave it at that well don't you think these people cast him though because they're like we want 
Nicolas questionable Cage. decision made. We yeah. want Nicolas Cage <laughs> to be Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But it's you like, know what? You're you're right though, Rick, because in 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 these movies where he's not crazy, like it's some you know genre film. Yeah. When it's just like leaving Las Vegas, um, you know, uh, the Weatherman, Matchstick Men was a movie where he plays a con artist with Sam Rockwell, but he's like trying to be a good father. I think Allison Pill is his daughter. I can't remember. Um, and he's not though. Like he's still, he's got one more heist yeah. kind of, it's that one more heist well, kind of deal, but it, it very much humanizes him and shows trying to be a good dad at the same time. And it's quirky and funny, but he's not over the top in it. He's just like normal. Well, and I never saw it, but he got a lot of really good praise for adaptation. Didn't he? I love adaptation. And yes, he, he did. did. Yeah. And, and that's interesting though, because it's supposed to be crazy, but it's also a, uh, what Spike Jones? No. Yeah, it is Spike Jones. Yeah, Spike Jones. Yeah. And, and Spike Jones is insane. So um, his movies are always crazy. Um, but I, I did, I did like it because it was also it was directed by Spike Jones, but it's written by um, Kaufman, Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman is Susan Orlean who wrote the yeah. book. And he, Charlie Kaufman, is just a just a crazy writer. Yeah. He just he just writes. Uh, weird man he's weird that's what that's the best word so i think the reason i didn't yeah. see this movie is because meryl streep was in it what you do you not like meryl streep i don't like meryl streep what hey, oh my yeah. gosh what did she do did she go just, yeah in a movie <laughs> and you're done with it meryl streep i just how can you not like meryl streep she's great i just doesn't do it for me <sighs> well what do you mean like she's like she's you do realize she's like one of america's greatest actresses yeah right big time i mean sure it's just okay. one more like Academy Awards than like didn't she have the most Academy Award? I don't know. Yes, maybe. yes, she does. Yeah, she wins like every time, and it's so rare that she loses. She's like phenomenal, dude. Okay, I think she's I, been nominated every year since she started Ju- acting. Ju- Julie just said she's too mainstream for Rick. That's. <laughs> I just don't she's like her. Great. Like I just don't. She can I, do anything. I mean, can she? Yes, <laughs> she's amazing. Shush. Death Becomes Her, awesome movie. Who do you like, Rick? <laughs> you know, I'm, my coworkers asked me the same question. They're like, "Who's?" Because <laughs> I was I was giving them crap about somebody, and they asked me, "Well, like, well, who is your favorite actor?" And I was like, "Honestly, don't have one. Like, I have no, favorite. You like you do. Carrie Russell? You do. I do like but Carrie like Russell. Car- you like Carrie Russell? <laughs> he loves Carrie oh Russell. Oh my god, he loves Mandy Moore. It's not." He's trying what? to deny it, but oh, yeah. he can't. He, he Mandy can't Moore. <laughs> name. Okay, wait, wait. Stop. Name three Mandy Moore movies. <laughs> he like. Right you know I'm not good on the spot. No, name no, no. three Mandy no, Moore movies. No, you like, like Mandy Moore. I don't name one man. I'm sorry. Name one Mandy Moore movie. <laughs> there was a movie where I thought she did a really good job. And I can't remember the name oh of it, God. but she was an illustrator. <laughs> you and I watched this. She was an illustrator, and I can't remember even the, the actor's name that was in it. Uh, but they were doing like a children's book or something. Wow. I do not know what you're talking about. We, you and I watched wow. it together. Uh, anyways. Um, Sounds like a lie. I, but, wife. No, no, no. <laughs> what I was trying to say before I got rudely interrupted um, was that I don't really have favorite actors. I have favorite directors. But I, I don't necessarily have like a favorite actor. Okay. I'm just saying, like, uh, and just, and that's and that's the honest truth. Like, I really appreciate the work that Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio does. I don't like every movie that he's in, so like, it's well, hard because Leo's Leo's a national. It's hard for me role. to say that he's my favorite actor. The only person I could come close to is probably Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which I know like people are gonna 
Like no, like I think I think I think he's just a genuine person, and I like him as a person, which makes me like want to see his movies. Like we recently watched that movie Seventy Five Hundred, where he plays a pilot um, that it it, it, during like a a hijacking in a in a oh cool in in Europe, Um, and that was really good. But no, I don't really have like like I can't say Tom Cruise is my favorite actor because there's a lot of Tom Cruise movies that he made that are made that are don't like. straight up terrible and he's also insane um you know like so i don't really have like favorite actors i would say nolan is probably my favorite director um and probably like paul thomas anderson but yeah you know but i i can't i can't say like there's an actor that whenever a movie comes out i'm like oh we have to see that because so-and-so is in it leo's pretty close man no i I, I don't like every single one of his movies but i mean i i do i will watch most movies he's in just to see if it's yeah i I'd like uh what is that what's that movie once upon uh, a time in Hollywood. Gatsby. Yeah. no once upon a time in hollywood i was it was okay i mean it was not great i can see why people didn't you know didn't like yeah. it i can see why people did like it as you um, all know quentin tarantino is definitely not on my favorite director's list yeah i know hate quentin tarantino yeah. for some some odd reason um but no uh it was the great hey, man, wes anderson can just make ironic movies together on an island i don't also don't see how you don't like wes anderson but Dude, i I'm, i love digress. wes anderson i love wes anderson i'd rather watch a nicholas a bad nicholas cage movie than watch another wes anderson movie <laughs> but i think that's the difference between joseph gordon levitt and nicholas cage is that joseph gordon levitt like picks his movies and yeah does does some commercial successful movies but also likes to do indie films yes Nicholas Cage does not care what movies he does. It's like he he, he just picks them does out of everything. Hat. Yeah. Well, he's like Walken because Christopher Walken's the same way. This is Christopher very Walken, true. Christopher Walken once said, "If if you give me a script, I'll do the I'll do the role. Like I don't care. I got to work. I got to eat. I'm going to do it. That's yeah. his that's his mindset. Um, I don't think that's Nicholas Cage's mindset. I don't know what goes on in Nicholas Cage's brain. I know he has debts, so <laughs> sure a lot of it is I do need to make money. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but I don't think he deserves all the hate that he gets. No, no, no. I don't think he's as much of a joke as people make him out to be. No, and he's actually a good actor. He can carry a movie. I don't know about now. I just, I mean, he might be washed up now, but before he was, yeah. you know. I mean, go watch the prime. the Rock and National. The both National Treasures are great. Um, Gone in sixty seconds is great. Yep. Um, the Weatherman was good. Magic uh, Man, Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, and the Croods too is coming out soon, so I'll be in the yes, decent movie. Yeah. But you know, when we heard that he was voicing Spider Man Noir, we both were like, you know what, that's pretty perfect. Yeah, it is. Like that's a pretty perfect. And <laughs> yeah. he and he was basically just Nick Cage. It wasn't like No. Yeah, it's he like was. it's like when Ryan Reynolds was uh doing the voiceover work for Detective Pikachu. When he yeah. first started, he was doing a little cutesy voice and they were like, Whoa, stop. Like, we actually want Ryan Reynolds to voice like Ryan Reynolds, not what you can do and he was like oh okay like i think they wanted we just want nick cage to be extra nick cage for spider-man noir i i imagine like he's just sitting there drinking a cup of coffee talking about how the wind follows him wherever (laughs) he goes and the director's like did you record that because we need to use that like that's perfect yeah (laughs) he wasn't even in the script they didn't give a script just said just just tell us about your day just tell us about your day nick like you sure? Yeah, well, I punch Nazis in the face, and the winds, the wind follows me wherever I go. We got it. We're good. <laughs> We're good. But he was We're pretty solid. perfect. Let's just take it. Yeah, that's a wrap, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you the check.
they actually recorded his audio before they even drew anything. Yeah. Uh, unlike everybody else, just because they knew it was gonna be golden. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, go, go watch some Nicolas Cage movies. He's not entirely a joke. He does make but, some fun uh, good movies. If you have, did we miss a good Nick Cage movie, or did we miss? A, I'm pretty sure we missed a bad Nick Cage sure movie. There's did. so oh, many. Yeah, of them. we missed. A bad um, but one. you know what? Email us your favorite Nicolas Cage moment whether good or bad, at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at IGTGS show. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid and post uh, on our last post, Mulan, month and a half ago. <laughs> One of us should do something about that. Uh, you could also dust off the, du- get the dust off the Instagram account and uh, post something there and uh, at it's going to get stupid. You can go to YouTube.com uh, and search up Nick Nicholas Cage Best Acting Top Ten, <laughs> and then go and search "It's Going to Get Stupid" uh, uh, podcast Best Episodes Top Ten. Yeah, uh, sure, go ahead, and then leave us a voicemail <laughs> at two eight one six nine eight seven zero four three and yell at me about not putting up the YouTube videos. Solid. Uh, so next we're gonna we're gonna transition to um, something that Rick's favorite subject: uh, reading. No, we're not going to talk about this. Um, no, we're going to talk about it. You can't <laughs> not, not talk about we're it. We're talk about it. It's done. Whether you're going to talk or not, Holly, we're talking about no, it. No, we're not going to talk about it. Okay, so Holly, I'll let Rick go. Go ahead, Rick. You, you so my dear, my please. dearest wife is an avid reader. Like I asked her, oh, are you still reading that book? She's like, oh, that was four four books ago in like three days have passed. Um, so she reads a lot and she tells me about these books. That was a joke. Not always. You tell me about a lot of them. If I think you would be interested, which yes. most of them you are not yes, interested. This is very, very true. Um, but I've started to pick up patterns in a lot of these books when she starts to talk to me about them. And this one particular book was called, what was it The Horseman? I think the book was called Pestilence. It was just no, it's called, called Pestilence. Pestilence. Okay. Anyways, she was telling me about this book. and she, Okay, but let me preface it that an author that I really do like recommended yeah. the series, and I really love her books, so, yeah. and so I thought, oh, so okay. Holly decided to pick it on Blind Faith. I, I did. I didn't read it. anything about it. I just read the book. It's Mistake a, number one. It's a series. Yeah, I know. My fault. Um, so she's reading through the book. She's starting to tell me about it. Start, and basically, this story, we're going to spoil this book, FYI, if you were at the least interested. The, the, least the bit book interested. spoiled itself by being written. <laughs> um, the horsemen have come. The, I don't even know when it was written. The, the book first book, know. obviously, uh, follows Pestilence. He gets attacked by some people. One of these people one of his attackers happens to be a woman i'm i'm skipping through a lot of stuff because none of it's important one of these attackers happens to be a woman who he then captures drags her from city to city as he's spreading his plagues and pestilence you know like bandages bandages her up so that he can continue to drag her to the next city um and as holly's telling me about this i predict and i straight up tell her to her face oh he's going to fall in love with her and they're going to get married because she's going to convince him to love humanity and stop being a horseman. And and she just like adamantly said, no, you're wrong. That's insane because it is insane. That like the idea of this is insane. 80% through the book. Tell me what you t- tell them what you told me, Holly. <sighs> See, I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> Like, I really, like, when Rick said they're going to fall in love, I'm like, there's no way. Because he was very much written like you would think a 
angel of death would be. I don't know. He was very mean. He like he didn't talk much. Uh-huh. He just drug her around, skin, like her skin's falling off. It was terrible, which it should be, because when you're talking about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, it's too late. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. That's the end of the story. Everybody dies. If you're still here, everybody dies. So I thought there's no way she's going to live. And then like 80% in the book, like, I, I, I seriously like stopped reading. I put the book down. I'm like, they just fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> like they fell in love. And I'm like, I, but, I mean, it was so close to the end. I had to finish reading it. But I'm like, what is happening with this book? So w- you just fall in love with the well, horseman of the apocalypse. Just so you guys know, we do a little bit of pre-show and it's usually like, we don't plan the show in advance by any means. I call Jose and I say, Hey, what do you want to talk about today? And we started talking about this book and Jose decides to look it up on the author's website. And did. what did you find, Jose? <laughs> so so first I want to read the synopsis from Goodreads. Because See, I didn't even easily, read the synopsis. No, I, know, I did not I know, read anything. But I'm just, I just want everybody to know how easy it would be to figure all this out. <laughs> they came to earth, pestilence, war, famine, death. Four horsemen riding their screaming steeds, racing Don't to read the corners it like of that. the world. Stop. Four horsemen <laughs> with the power to destroy all of humanity. When pestilence come for Sarah Burns' town, one thing is certain: everyone she knows is loves is marked for death. Too bad no one told her pestilence can't be killed. Uh, and then at the end it says, "And now, well, Sarah might be able to save the world, but in order to do so, she'll have to sacrifice her heart in the process." No. <laughs> You know, I feel like this is a great segue, and Nicolas Cage should play Pestilence. Oh, he yeah. definitely should. And so, then, I didn't then I read up, anything about it. I I was recommended. I was like, okay, I, I'll read this. Then book. I looked it up on the on the on the addresses oh. uh, the, the author's website, and it has all of her book series. And this book series, The Horseman, is a four book series. And it's called a post-apocalyptic romance. I didn't, I didn't read it. I didn't read and it. And all she has is like paranormal romance, post-apocalyptic fantasy thriller See, romance. I didn't do she research, and that's my fault. <laughs> but I don't. So it was funny because last last um, episode you mentioned that thing about the holding in the breath, whatever, because <laughs> releasing I a, a breath you didn't know you were yeah. holding. Yeah. So I, I read I, I like young adult fiction. Right. And it's I know it's like it's almost like teenagery stuff, but it's interesting and it's not written that hard. So it's not hard to read. Right. So I like breezing through it. So I'm reading these uh, different ones. The one prodigy you've talked about before, which is it's really good. But it's the same kind of like angsty. There's a thing, and I'm like, can we just talk about what else is going on in this this world? Because this is way more important than whatever this romance is going. On. This is dumb. Every single one of them has to have a romance. Yeah. Why is that? Why does every single thing have to have a romance with it? I don't know. I don't get it. Because it's more geared towards female audiences, and the, they want to. They believe in love, and they want to have your happy ever after. That's why I'm reading the book. I'm a male and I don't care about their (laughs) romance. I don't, I mean, unless it makes sense. Like if it makes, but every single time, like, so uh, for instance, I'm reading, uh, what is it? Renegade. So it's about superheroes. Right. And so one of them is a villain and she infiltrates the, the good guys and they're both on opposing sides. And of course they're falling in love. And I'm like, why do they have to, why can't they just be friends or just like, yeah, it's always, it's always like they're on opposite sides. The same thing with prodigy. She's in the government. He's a, a, a basically a terrorist, and they fall in love. Is again. that I'm Marie like, Lou? Oh my gosh, 
Yeah, Marie, Marie Lou. Yeah, I like her. She's a good author. So it was. It's all good writing, but when it comes to the romance parts, I'm just like, okay, past all this crap, this is not good. Like, I don't care about this. This is not. It's not even. It's not even. It's so crazy because the romance is not written as well as everything else. Do you feel like <laughs> the authors feel obligated to put that in? Yeah. Yes. And you can tell, I guess a problem when I'm reading, I'm reading all this really cool stuff about the government and how corrupt they are and how, yeah. well, you know, there's a struggle between uh, the, the protagonist because she's like, well, this is how I've grown up my whole life. It's so great. Right. And then it's like, oh, this boy in his eyes and they make me feel I'm like, why are you doing this? You, you've just made this really cool character. Right. Yeah. Who is amazing and conflicted and awesome. And she's just like falling head over heels for this dummy. Like, seriously, it's like, why? That's not it doesn't even fit with her personality. Yeah. And you're not even making it seem like she's confused about why she's feeling that. Like, it, it, you don't even put any character development in that either. It's just that it goes down the same tropes. I'm pretty sure she was holding a damn breath <laughs> that she didn't know she had. <laughs> Well, the thing about the Pestilence book, like, you knew she was going to die. Like, that was the whole point. Like, you knew at some point she was going to do something amazing. And, of course, she would die because of it. But it might save other people. I mean, she's not going to kill a horseman of the apocalypse. But she might be able to save some people. So, I mean, this, the entire book, you know she's going to die. And you're reading it. And then it's like it made this shift to a romance. And I'm like... I mean, it was very disappointing. And I do like to read romance. I'm not saying I don't. But I, but in this instance, I wasn't expecting a romance because my bad. I didn't do my research. And so, so I was expecting. Die? No, they got married and had a baby. They had a and, freaking and he, horseman and, and baby. Just, and Pestilence just goes, oh, I'm done. <laughs> well, no, he finished his he finished his time. And now war is coming. And then it's war's time. Like they, they take turns. They oh take turns with the and, apocalypse. And so, so you're telling me. <laughs> This selfish chick, instead of, like, trying to help people, decided to just be like, oh, I'm just going to have a baby with pestilence. Well, he stopped killing people. <laughs> he stopped. There was, like, the plague. He was sending the plague, and he stopped doing that. Oh, but it was even worse because, like, basically, um, when you get the sickness, it takes you, like, three days to die. Well, basically, all of California was infected, and then she was like, that's it. If you're going to keep doing this, I'm done with you. And then he decided to heal everybody in California. I'm like, really? And then she was like, oh, I love you. Let's get married and have babies. Apocalypse babies. And and so, so, of course, we looked up the next book. I'm not reading it. I'm not, because I I I was really disappointed. But, I really and, thought and she was going to die and it was going to be amazing and well, like she was going to save people, but no. And maybe if you would have had like Pestilence and, and Sarah, right, that they're together and maybe like Rick was saying, she could convince the other ones or they'd try to work on the other ones to do something, but it would just be a, an offshoot of that same story, right, and go into the other horsemen. And that's, I would be more okay with that, but there's another like love interest in the second book. That's gonna like I fall think, in love well, with war. Now I have read about them, and I think all the horsemen come to Earth, mm. and then each one comes and meets a lady, and they all fall in love and have babies. So what? What do they do? Do they just have like a vacation home, like on the know. beach, and be like, "Hey, what's up, war?" They're like, "Hey, God, I know you sent us to like destroy the Earth, but late we met ladies. <laughs> you didn't tell me these <laughs> these humans were so fine. What what is this? Yeah, and so I was really disappointed because I, I mean, because you know how it's going to end. I mean, it's you know how it's going to end. She's going to die, but she didn't, and I was pretty disappointed about it. And she had a baby. Uh, like I mean, you said, I don't want. Baby. I mean, when I'm reading a book and the main character dies, I do get pretty upset. But in this case, I had like 
I already knew she was going to die, so I was prepared for it. And I was did, disappointed. Did, did her baby come out on a horse? I don't uh, know. Like riding wow. a horse? They did like a five saying, years oh. in the future, and there was baby toys around, so you knew there was a baby. And I'm like, oh how does it even gosh. work? Oh, my gosh. What? How does it even work? Like, you're married to, uh, like, what, an angel? And you're human? And you have a baby? Is he, Like, what is he? I don't he's, know. He's a... Um... Cherub, what, do they call, like, what do they call him? No, they call the him Nephilim. 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 No, that's right. He's a that's Nephilim. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's a shadow hunter. Yeah. He's a, he's oh a my gosh. What's he going to be? The shadow hunter. What? Well, that's a whole nother book series. Yeah, that's a whole, a whole nother book, book series. series. Oh my gosh. Don't I, oh. Oh. Hey, those are good books. Yes. The, uh, I will probably say that the books are good. I haven't read any of them. The movie and the TV show are terrible. We're terrible. What? Yes. What's that? Mortal Instruments? Mortal Instruments. Mortal Instruments. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't watch yeah. it. Oh, the books that. are so good, but there's like fifty thousand of them. Yeah, we I'm have, reading one right now. We have like one bookshelf dedicated to all of those books, or two. And I have some on um, Kindle because I I stopped buying them because they're too many. There's like fifty books. The book obsession. Yeah, yeah. I can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. I, it's hard to find like books that just have a. Like there's a one book I read, and it was that one about uh, where they're from an alternate dimension, and they come to our dimension, and it's just they're trying to find this one author, and they bring some stuff over. It's it's an interesting book. The point is, is there was there was a romantic involvement in the beginning, but it wasn't it was a normal like normal life relationship. Nobody fell in love up. with the Horseman of the Apocalypse. There, no, there no no Horseman of the Apocalypse fell in love with. There was no breath they were holding. Um, <laughs> it was just normal, boring, everyday relationship stuff, and it was great. And it all all that mattered was the rest of the story. Um, so maybe it's just something about young adults. They want to hear the romance, I guess. Maybe I don't. I don't got, know. Maybe the boys. This maybe is, the boys want to hear the romance. Do you want to hear? <laughs> Audience, do you want to hear the romance? Do you like the romance in the movies? In the books? I mean, in the movies, too. Um, <laughs> it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. Let us know. You can tweet us at IGTGS show. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. Uh, you can uh, what? You can post a photo. Like, how do we get you to engage with us on Instagram? Like, what what do I do? Like, you sound really old you, right are now. You, are you no. asking them right no, no, now? No, like, how does like, the internet work? <laughs> No, 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 but like, what are you supposed to get people to do? Wait, is it www.instagram.com? In fact, you know, okay, so I'm going to tell you a little story about Instagram. Someone came to my desk and they were like, I didn't even know you could access Instagram from a laptop. <laughs> I didn't realize you could do it like through a web page. Yeah. I thought you could only use an app. And I was like, I'm old. Leave me wow. alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, what am I supposed to do to encourage people to like interact with us? Like, we have to make content. Yeah, I guess so. Look, go look up Slim Jim's Instagram account. In fact, don't go to It's Going to Get Stupid this time for Instagram. Go to Slim Jim. Like the it's beef great. jerky? Yes. They have an amazing Instagram account. Okay. It is insane. All right. Well, there you go. I, you should probably uh, check you, out their YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Go to YouTube.com slash It's Going to Get Stupid. Oh, no. Don't no so slash because nobody's watching. Uh, and then search up YouTube. Uh, no, don't search up YouTube. Damn. I've lost. <laughs> You can leave us a voicemail and tell us what to do at 281-698-7043. Off the rails. I feel like I feel like we're done. Are there any wait, wait, no. Are there any like social media accounts that you follow that are interesting? Like 
like uh, Wendy's or Slim Jim mm-hmm. or any of those? No, not. Have you ever like have you ever like gone through and looked at some of these Instagram accounts for these brands? I follow a lot of artists. Yeah, I follow a lot of like uh, cartoon, like cartoonists. I follow artists, runners, and like com- like some comedians. I follow politicians and sports stars <laughs> and video and, and streamers and, uh, and Twitch streamers. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. But no, like if you look at any of these, like Wendy's, their account is is literally just crazy off the rails sometimes. Check it out. Slim Jims is the worst. Like their Instagram is li- they made a twenty foot Slim Jim. Oh my god! They're they are insane, and th- their stuff. It's one of those websites, like one of those Instagram pages you go to, and the pictures don't make any sense yeah. right off the bat. And they're they're like insane memes, like uh, here's me talking about how my grandpa, you know, how grandma shouldn't have fell down the stairs and died or something like that. And then it's like showing a little girl crying at the grandmother's funeral, what? like that kind of stuff. It has nothing to do. It basically has nothing to do with Slim Jims whatsoever. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, or the, there's one where that has a Slim Jim, and it's like it's a picture of a Slim Jim t- like pointing to a phone, like typing on a phone, and it's like here's me typing my reply with a Slim Jim. Stuff like that. I will say, like the speaking of beef jerky content, uh, the best one is probably <laughs> like I think it's Jack's Jack Links or whatever. They have Sasquatch. Sasquatch. They have Sasquatch, yes. and his name is Daryl. Like he's getting he's, a- getting he's getting interviewed by someone, and he's oh, like, yeah. "My name is Daryl." It cracks me up every time. But you know what's interesting about Slim Jim? What Jose in their their Instagram? No, I'm just saying because I'm telling you, I spent like 30 minutes at work looking at Slim Jim's account. Okay, it was insane. It was so crazy. Because because John was over and he was like showing me. He's like, you got to check out this account. I was yeah. like, really? And so we were looking at it. that's when he was like, you can access Instagram from a web page. And um, so I'm looking through it all, and it's just like it's just memes that have nothing to do with freaking beef jerky, uh, but are about Slim Jim. And and then it's just like crazy stuff because they know that their most of their audience are they are just attributing their audience to stoners. Yeah, that's true. So it's just crazy stuff that's going on. And I'm like, that's genius. And it made me want to have a Slim Jim. <laughs> so they won. They won the day. They won. Maybe we should do something like that. Should we be crazy on social media? That seems like it takes too much work. Yeah, that, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to do in this day and age. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, go watch a Nick Cage film. Watch yep. National Treasure. Watch Leaving Las Vegas. Heck, go watch Wicker Man. It's at least worth the laugh. <laughs> There's a he's in a bear suit punching out a lady. I think you can't really get around that. Don't and go if, look it up on YouTube. Go watch it. And if you're really mad at yourself, go watch next, <laughs> and just waste some or, time. Or, or Snake Eyes. But just remember, he's gonna like he's gonna be eyes. he's gonna be Joe Exotic. I know. I'm really that, excited about cool. that. I'm yeah. excited about that. I hope that actually happens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe pick up the book Pestilence. Who knows? <laughs> don't do it. Maybe, no, don't or do read it. the other books and tell Holly how what what they were yeah. like. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> in fact, in fact, okay, this is okay. Actually, what I want everybody to do is I want you to go to one of our social media accounts and just randomly post or you know whatever what you think a good like synopsis for a post-apocalyptic romance would be. <laughs> Remember, it has to be a post-apocalyptic romance. Or if it's about the horsemen, that's even better. Like, what kind of romance would you write with war or famine or death? Should you be looking for love in post-apocalyptic anything because, like, aren't you just trying to survive and not well, get eaten you gonna, by cannibals? Whoa. 
how are you gonna keep the human race alive if there's no <laughs> romance? Just saying. And on that note, <laughs> we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.